Welcome back. Welcome back. And talk. Here tonight. Here tonight on the show, we've got a great subject matter to discuss. Last week on Here Tonight, we discussed Christ in the Mormon Church and who he is and his role. And if you remember, our main point with that episode was basically that the Mormon Christ is nothing, nothing like mainstream Christian Christ that Mormons claim to believe in. And so in this episode, we're going to dive into, if it's not the mainstream Christian Christ that Mormons believe in, then who do they believe in? Mormons will tell you, we believe in Christ. I didn't want to disclose this so early, but it's actually the cookie monster. David, that's really deep doctrine. I know. (laughs) So, in this episode, what are we talking about, Mike? We're talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus, Joseph Smith. Now, as a Mormon, I'm going to go back. Oh, wow. Damn. You know, as a Mormon, if I heard a very brass statement that Mike just said, and and if he was ex-Mormon, I one, I would disregard his opinion anyway, because he's, <laughs> he's been misled. <clears throat> I know, I know. Well, I but, know what I would do. I would tarnish my newly polished shoes and stick one of them right up the old wazoo. Oh, come on, Dave. I thought you were going to say you were going to dust your shoes off at his door. Oh, that was the um, second second movement. Wow. Anyhow... <laughs> Jeez. If I was Mormon and somebody had said that, and all three of us will uh, recall, mm-hmm. anytime, oh, yeah. anytime oh, yeah. someone was like, well, you guys kind of worship Joseph Smith. Would, <laughs> Jesus is my Lord. <laughs> okay, Jeffrey Hallen. We only, we, only, <laughs> we only praise Joseph Smith. I'm not a dodo. <laughs> so I'm not really long. No, and, and I would. I would be irate. My blood pressure would peak. And if I could be physical, if I was honest with myself, I would want to become physical. Like, yeah. hey, shut the fuck up, man. Like, We're not talking in an Olivia Newton-John way. Let's get physical, physical, come on and get. No, we're talking about like fisticuffs, right? Yeah, no. we're talking, you're you're down, you're on the floor. Yeah. 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 So with that long explanation, <laughs> we're excited to dive into what Mormons claim they believe as their savior. And it's no mystery. We're three ex-Mormon. And being ex-Mormon, we were in the church. Hey, guys, let's start out with some... Alice Church in the Nostrils. Nebules. You've been independently sponsored by X Mormon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Our goal is to lead men astray right down to hell. Yes. And on that note, $5,000 reward offered an arson of Provo LDS Church. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about this. Yeah, Several federal and local law enforcement agencies are offering a $5,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest and conviction of those who set fire to a Provo, Utah church building last month. 
Yep. On February 25th, the church building church located at six just south of the campus of Brigham Young University was set on fire. Now the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Hold on a second. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. That's quite the combination. It Sounds like a party. I ran with those guys for a while. <laughs> so check this out. The Denver Field Division, the Provo Police Department, the Provo Fire Department, and the Utah State Fire Marshal what? are all investigating. Holy shit. Jeez. And are jointly offering the monetary reward. Oh, check this out. They're jointly, they're all joining together and offering the hefty reward of $5,000. $5,000? Yeah. That, and that's, that's a joint venture. Then yes. that's what they come up with. <laughs> so, so that's like, just, oh my God. Wow. Here, so who, who's unemployed here? Somebody's on yeah, boy. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, this was a church building set on fire. Just yeah, I think we may have brought it up in the Elias Church News uh, around when I it do, happened. I do recall it. Yeah. yeah. And now that they've got together a reward because evidently their investigation hasn't led to an arrest yet. $5,000, though. I could use that. Um, Mike, I'm going to turn you in. Oh, shit. I thought we talked about this. Well, you know, you need uh, to keep those cans of gasoline well hidden. I know. And the accelerants. I, oh. I mean, all of it. Just keep it, that shit undercover, man. No matter how angry I've gotten in my process of leaving the church, I'm sorry, but I I could not. No. What's the point? What's no. the point? As far as attacking current members, to me, it's the same thing. I, I don't. I do not. Yeah. will not argue yeah. with current you know, active members. I mean, what what the fuck is the point? Also, with Mormons, uh, active members, they, you know, one one bad apple will say something. And yeah, right. Mormons will, oh, 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 look at that. And Mormons will have the argument. Well, please don't take what he said as what sometimes most of the time it's actually what they believe. It's doctrinal. But the same goes for me. I'm not saying they were ex-Mormon. I don't know. But if they were ex-Mormon, that puts a bad name on all of us. It's like, oh, these ex-Mormons just want to destroy the church. Literally. No, we intellectually. Well, we invite everyone, anyone and everyone, whatever phase that you're in, wherever you're at, to consider. And th that's the word that's not used in the Mormon church. Would mm. you please just consider these options? Could this possibly be different than what you've been told? And a lot of people just can't go there. So yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. And that's the first step. Yes, is it is. I think considering it is. the possibility. Yeah. Uh, I got to read this second clip here, and then we'll move on with our episode today. Nathan Kitchen is this guy. Nathan as you scroll down in this article, is a dentist living in Gilbert, Arizona, who serves as president of Affirmation, LGBTQ Mormons, Families, and Friends. What? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, so you're not Mormon, is what you're saying. Exactly, <laughs> so, that's my point. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Nathan Kitchen, quote, time for the LDS Church to accept LGBTQ equality. Unquote. And so, time for 
the church to admit that it's all a sham? I, you might as well say the same thing. <laughs> Subtitle, So-Called Fairness for All Act. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. We won't get into it in this episode. There's a Fairness for All Act that's being kind of reinvigorated, and the church is supporting it uh, in a kind of a public display of, see, we support LGBTQ. He says, So-Called Fairness for All Act would allow the church to discriminate under the banner of religious freedom. So they, they, so anyway, now before Congress, the Equality Act would add sexual orientation and gender identity to existing civil rights laws. At the same time, the Fairness for All Act, introduced by Utah Representative Chris Stewart, is also in the spotlight. Unlike the Equality Act, the Fairness for All Act is disingenuous attempt to manage LGBTQ people without having to respect them as a protected class under existing civil rights laws. This harmful workaround is supported by the Church and would protect its continued ability to discriminate against LGBTQ people in civil matters under the banner of religious freedom. Wow. It's not hard to miss the Church's glaring animus toward LGBTQ equal rights and its opposition to the Equality Act or in its amicus briefs opposing marriage equality and expanding Title VII coverage to LGBTQ employees. There's something else going on here beyond prejudice or theological belief. Over the past 70 years of the LGBTQ civil rights movement, the day-to-day experiences of Latter-day Saints and their families have been structured in the church by an environment of discrimination, harassment, and prejudice, all protected behaviors under the banner of, quote, religious freedom, unquote. And I would just say he's wrong that there's something else going on here beyond prejudice or theological belief, because those two things are exactly what's causing what's happening to church. Just to go old school, they're barking up the wrong tree. Nothing will come again. Again, it's like forming an organization and getting a bunch of support around uh, banning the word of wisdom in the, it's never going to happen. (laughs) That is never going to happen. Yeah, never. It's part of the doctrine. You know, I'm I'm thinking now how many people, even active Mormons, really believe that. I I really wonder. <laughs> you know, yeah. again, it's it's a glance and a sneer, and I'm going to disappear. There you go. Yeah. That Dr. Seuss here tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Oh no, you disclosed my true identity. I am Dr. Seuss. Oh my god. Man. His last sentence in this article, it is time to take a more inclusive, equitable view of what it means when we say, quote, all are alike unto God. Unquote. Oh fuck. I'm gonna vomit. Give me a minute. I'll be back. I, I'm gonna go vomit, okay? Again, again, yeah. we all same opinion that these types of aren't really Mormon, and so it does fresh. I'm always like, oh, you're not a Mormon. No, you say that kind of stuff. No, those but those statements. On, again, yeah. I've said yeah. this before. He's on the right track, and he actually, my opinion is, hopefully, helped me to start that wake. That's right. It'll be the doorway for him out of the church and hopefully, us. and oh. many people in yeah. that organization. So, yeah. so again, my question is, why, why? Are you staying in the church? What He's, is you it? You make it work. Yeah, well, you, they, you have when, to. Whenever yeah. I ask a question, I just have to always ask myself, did I shake that spirit's hand? <laughs> ah, that's right. I would have tried to shake his hand. But I felt nothing. 
he probably wouldn't have shaken my hand. And then I would have known for sure he was a spirit of Satan. Did, but I didn't. I where, where did you, when you oh went to God. shake his hand, though, did you reach at the waist level? I mean, seriously. No. Well, I went to reach for his flaming sword and he got all. Yeah. Anyway, not to get off on that. So All right, let's move on for Let's move on. I think I want a little bit uh, well, we need to get into better formation uh if we're gonna complete this episode. So how about a little bit of for oh, your I want it painted black. I mean, here we go again, guys. It's just, I had no idea. It's 1968, and we know our country's history. 1968 was fucking upheaval with the yeah. race wars and everything else. Uh, April 13th, eight African-American athletes from the University of Texas at El Paso refused to compete in a track meet with BYU because Mormons, quote, Mormons, quote, think they are cursed and belong to the devil. Yeah, remember we talked about that group all these years later and that they were now working with the church and doing this charity thing together. And we hope this will be a sign that these prejudices that they expressed, you know, disdain against way back then are fading away now, finally. And that whole thing, I forget what the, what they called that group. Um, that was something we talked about in the news a little bit ago. So this is... D. Michael Quinn's note of when the original event occurred, which is, um, yeah, interesting. Okay, 22nd of April, baptism of Juliet Hume in California, despite her confession to LDS authorities that she was imprisoned at age 15 for helping to murder the mother of a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, she's good. We can baptize her. She's What? Yeah, she... A co-murderer. And well, all that matters is she confessed her sin. Right. No, I don't even know why that's... Yeah. What I, about... Or I guess well, it would have been the branch president. I think it's great that he included it because, you know, uh, those four words, I guess, sometimes, what about the doctrine, right? I mean, the doctrine's pretty clear, isn't it? I understood that murder is one of those things you can't just slough away and say, oh, you can be baptized. It was done at the local level. So, you know, bishops get revelation, but it's kind of sparse. It's kind of here today. It's painted. Yeah. <laughs> it's partial revelation. She was, to be honest, this, this, this woman was fucked. But thank God she found the one and only. Well, and, you know, her, her now, now she's yeah. in heaven. As far oh, as I know, she's one of yeah. Joseph's new wives in heaven. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, actually, she yeah. actually fits more of Brigham's style. Oh, you're right. Good point. Man. Well, yeah. at the age when she helped her friend murder her mom, 15, that 15. would have been more Joseph Joseph yeah. style. Yeah. yeah. Mount yeah. Meadows massacre. Oh, right, Brigham. Yeah, that's true. 
I bet Brigham we just had his eye on her. Oh yeah. I can't wait till she gets to the afterlife. <laughs> Spirit babies galore. <laughs> my new planet. Oh my god. <laughs> You haven't been resurrected yet? I can't have sex with just a spirit body. For hell's sakes. Okay, you guys. No, I won't go up. I won't go up. Okay. June, yeah. June 22nd, BYU's president receives a confidential draft by Terry Warner, professor of philosophy and religion, that freedom of speech, as it is known today, is a secular concept and has no place at BYU. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck wow. that one. I just That's love that. Idea, yeah, that... It, it oh. doesn't have any place at BYU. So no, it doesn't. That, that held true for how many years now and still the case? Hey, <laughs> hey, there's that gay BYU student who thinks he still believes in the church who's, who's you know, been pressing to be heard. Yep. So now let's you know. let's think back because we're talking about Joseph today. Eventually, <laughs> eventually we're going to talk about fucking. Okay, so what what was one of the events that culminated in his martyrdom, or what I would call oh, his death? Okay. Uh, well, martyrdom. there was the printing press. There okay. was the hitting on people's daughters. You're done. Yeah. The printing yeah. press. Here we go. November 19th, BYU's administrators discuss possibility of taking legal action to close down an off-campus student newspaper. Yeah. yeah. That, there's the pattern. There's the pattern. Interesting. Yeah, well. Okay, let's yeah. jump into 1969. Jimi Hendrix had already produced two albums but that's not what we're talking about anyway i i can't help it i can't yeah i you know i can't yeah. help it that's what these this era means to me the music that came out of it the first presidency we believe that those who practice birth control will reap disappointment by and by. And repeated earlier letters emphasize self-control is the dominant. In other words, instead of using a condom, just quit wanting to bang your wife. Oh, my God. Is that... What, that's what it says. So, so, so yeah. even after you're married, now yeah. uh, 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 self control, control your natural sexual urges, brethren and so, sisters. So his wife goes into the bishop and says, "I'm really concerned. I don't know why my husband spends so much time in the shower. I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> He he doesn't, David, because that's a sin too. Oh remember. fuck! You're supposed to pretend yeah. you don't have that little dangly noodle. Okay, <laughs> we gotta move on. I got so many goodies in the basket here. Oh, please, let's move on. So yeah, that's the end of that for this week. <laughs> well, it's, all right, it's hilarious because I. Oh God, getting into that sexual repression in the church—it's ridiculous. It's so yeah, ridiculous. that's yeah. you know. We could, we could do a whole episode on it. I mean, yeah. even within marriage, that's what gets me. It's like, well, you're married, so you should be able to love each other and do whatever the hell you want to each other. 
<laughs> no, no, you better, by God, <laughs> only have sex to get that woman pregnant. Yeah, good Bear luck with that. Woman. So God created man with a dick that wants to ejaculate every twenty-four hours. <laughs> But, but don't do that. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Let's move into the wondrous realm of the psychopathy that is Joseph Smith. Ah, uh, Joseph. Little Joseph. So, uh, as we discussed earlier, it's fascinating. There was no way any anyone would say, even hint, that I admired Joseph or praised him or even worshipped him more than Christ, I'd be like, well, you've got your facts wrong. Yeah. Because if you yeah. really knew Mormon Church, of course. Christ is at the center. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we're here to tell you, break some bad news. God, <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of uh, we have some, some actual proof here. We did a survey out of 100 people surveyed. Top 10 answers on the board. Here's the question. Do Mormons really worship Jesus? Well, and, and what we found was... Ah! Uh -huh. oh, uh, okay, let, yeah. let me throw out a really quick story. 1990, the elders quorum, and I'm being told what to do by some fucker that was also told what we're <laughs> supposed to do, right? <laughs> think, of, think about it, okay? And I had a folder that I had brought from my mission and I'm still mm -hmm. dangling onto this thing and had a huge full size picture of Joseph Smith. And the guy behind me had his little daughter with him. She's maybe, I don't know, two years old and she's climbing around and she grabs my folder. And I said, well, look, who's that? And the father looked at me with disdain now, this is going to turn our topic upside down, but just for fairness. And he said, wait, I think we'll start with Jesus. And <laughs> if, no, think about that. Think about that. It's a dual mind fuck. Uh, you're you're yeah. going to oh, get mind is. fucked either way. Either way. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. I, I, I just like, what? Really? I'm just trying to be nice yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Definitely a subject that we could spend hours and hours and multiple episodes on. This is fascinating. Well, let's start with our friends at Fair Mormon. Let's do it. Yes. There are yeah, no our Fair Mormons, but okay. Oh, I'm giving him the eye. I'm giving him the eye. I... Thanks, Frankie, for waking think, up there. I think we're going to have to get no, he yeah, he's in a he's in a crack comatose. Yeah, <laughs> he was texting. I am like, dude, are you even listening? Come on. Yeah. Anyway, so here we go. The criticism. So here's one of the things, right? In this fair article, uh, Joseph Smith's status in Latter Day Saint belief. Do members worship Joseph Smith or treat him as more than a man? No. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Critics charge that since Joseph claimed, or it was claimed in his behalf, the right to, quote, approve whether or not someone gets into heaven, unquote, there it is. this arrogates to a moral a right properly reserved for God and Jesus Christ. 
Some critics have even charged that, quote, Mormons worship Joseph Smith, unquote. <laughs> Some critics have even, oh my God, yeah. even charged that. Yeah, Mormons right. Like it's so they? over the yeah. top, even yeah. though the average member attending weekly, all their meetings, things that you're asked to do as a Mormon is going to come to that conclusion. Yeah. Aren't yeah. they? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so here's here's a couple quotes from our, our buddy, Brigham Young. And if if uh, Mitch can channel Brigham Young here. Oh, wait. Uh, we can. Oh, wait. We can let, me, let me light some incense. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. So uh, hold on a second. Wait, let's let's. Uh, wait, let me. I got to I got to kiss my favorite crystal. And while you're doing that, Dave, let me just walk over here and. Uh... <laughs> that's the wrong one. Let me try it again here. Nope, that's the wrong one. Anyway, <laughs> come on, Brigham. All right. I'm going to channel Brigham. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Joseph Smith holds the keys of this last dispensation and is now engaged behind the veil in the great work of the last days. No man or woman in this dispensation will ever enter into the celestial kingdom of God without the consent of Joseph Smith. I will now tell you something that ought to comfort every man and woman on the face of the earth. Joseph Smith Jr. Will again be on this earth, dictating plans and calling forth his brethren to be baptized for the very characters who wish this was not so, in order to bring them into a kingdom to enjoy. He will never cease his operations under the directions of the Son of God until the last ones of the children of men are saved from Adam, is God, <clears throat> till now. It is his mission to see that all the children of men in last dispensation are saved. That can be through the redemption. Wow. So you just defined a cult. <laughs> Maybe you and Mike learned this. I didn't. At teaching that Joseph Smith will be standing with Christ and that we can't enter the kingdom without his permission as well as Christ. When I learned that, that was one of the biggest dominoes for me. I was like, yeah, we definitely worship Joseph. He's standing with Christ as an equal yeah. To, yeah. to let us in. Well, an equal in the sense that without him, we're fucked. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's is that yeah. not what is taught about Jesus Christ? If it were not for him and his sacrifice, we were fucked. And yeah, that's, that's what's great. taught about Joseph Smith. So there you go. Well, we, we've got another channeling request here for McConkey. If Bruce R. McConkey could join oh, us. Bruce R. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Yeah. Um, could actually do that one myself. Gonna, we've got a bit of a quote here. Uh, this one? Yes. All right. And thus, all men, every living soul who has lived or shall live on earth between the spring of 1820 and that glorious future day when the Son of God shall return to reign personally on earth. All men in the latter days must turn to Joseph Smith to gain salvation. 
five. The answer is clear and plain. Let it be spoken with seven thunders. He alone can bring them the gospel. He alone can perform for them the ordinances of salvation and exaltation. He stands as have all the prophets of all the ages in their times and seasons, in the place and stead of the heavenly one in administering salvation to man on earth. Yeah. All men in the latter days must turn to Joseph Smith to gain salvation. I'm going to read something. Frito lays to the man who consumed his own bologna. Jesus rejected that vomit with a sneer. Jingling with frogs, he smokes plants with his brethren. Million shall blow broastered Jose again. To hell with the prophet, looking for girls who are eleven. Sailors and pirates now drain his main vein. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I've got lines and lines of shit. Actually, let's go through the lyrics on Praise to the Man, because it's... This is a blaringly Yeah. Yeah, and then we've got some more quotes we'll share, and we'll wrap up kind of the thoughts and leave it to the listener if you haven't really thought of this aspect before, or you know, in, in, at this level, do members really kind of worship Joseph? And that's the question. And and I think there might be a clear answer as we kind of move through these other lyrics and and quotes here. Yeah, so, do it, do it. Man. Yeah, I'm ready. Praise to the man who communed with Jehovah, although he didn't tell anybody about the vision until how many years? Whatever. (laughs) Jesus anointed (laughs) that prophet and seer, blessed to open the last dispensation. Kings shall extol him and nations revere. I mean, that's strong language. Is that that's that's W.W. Phelps, isn't it? W.W. Phelps wrote this. Hell to the prophet. H-A-I-L. Hail, like you hail a king, ascended or heaven. fucking Hitler, or hell fucking David Koresh, right? whatever. Yeah. So the traitors and tyrants now fight him in vain, mingling with gods. He can plan for his brethren. He's up there mingling with gods. Uh, of Death cannot conquer the hero again. Hero. Yes, hero. Praise to his memory, he died as a martyr. Honored and blessed be his well, ever great was it, was name. Was Jesus a martyr? Jesus was a martyr. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Honored and blessed be his ever great name. Long shall his blood, which was shed by assassins, plead unto heaven while the earth lauds his fame. So, almost like this mini atonement. Man, mini atonement. <laughs> it really is. When he shed his blood at Carthage Jail, it was equal and maybe superior to the blood that was shed by Christ in Gethsemane. Is that where we're going? That's kind of what they're suggesting here. It's his blood is gonna plead unto heaven while the earth lauds his fame. Okay, among all Mormon folklore. W.W. W. Phelps was the only one with a fucking education 
in the whole group. What I was trying to very uh, inadequately explain is how subtle the Mormon church is, their view on Joseph Smith. It's very subtle because you notice that even in the hymn, they won't be like, worship the man who communed. Oh, no, no, no. No, just praise but, him. But the wording. Hail. So, yeah. yeah. Hail. Praise. How, how, is how is it different? It's scary. It's like, it's this idea of, we don't worship Joseph Smith. We just. By God, the world's going to pay for shedding that man's blood. He did more, and we'll get into that, but it it's the subtlety of the message. But. We're not a cult. We are not a cult. Any member, you cannot. Christ was the true center of whatever religious organization you had, regardless of what you affiliate with. If some organization claimed they believed in Christ and that he was the center, there would be no other way around it. You cannot. And so with right. Mormons, right. you can't go to someone and say... We'll take Joseph Smith out. No, you can't because the, the whole thing crumbles. That right there is the reason why it's a cult. Because Joseph Smith is the only way, essentially, and Mormons won't be able to get this until they step out of that bubble. He is the only way to heaven through his restoration, through everything that he did. He's the way. You can't go to heaven now without Joseph's restored church. Not Christ. The cult confirmation has come forth. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the last two verses of praise to the man. Great is his glory oh. and endless his priesthood. Ever and ever the keys he will hold. Faithful and true, he will enter his kingdom crowned in the midst of the prophets of old. And then the last verse, sacrifice brings forth the blessings of heaven. Earth must atone for the blood of that man. <laughs> Wake up, world. The conflict of justice. Millions shall know Brother Joseph again, with the, the feeling there being of whether they want to know him or not. Millions are going to know Brother Joseph. Well, I'm going to go with my version. Minion shall blow, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Minion um, shall blow, Brother Joseph. Very <laughs> yes, it has. Okay, so this idea, the blood atonement comes out. Earth must atone for the blood of that man. And what frustrates me, I get so triggered with this song. Oh, he was such a noble. He wasn't just a noble man. He was the, he he was was the, the noble man. man. He was the noble man, save Christ. And he was the injustice one, the unjust one, sorry. Now let's back up a step. What led again to Joseph's death? According to law, he was worthy of death. Yeah, he was at least worthy to spend the rest of his life in prison. You know, according yeah. to what? Yeah. U.S. law, uh, you know. Yeah, the Constitution, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Dozens of witnesses and accounts. That right. Well, look, this is probably one of the most damning, if not the most damning, content about Joseph, right, and his status. And for those members who cared enough to read Section One Thirty Five of the Doctrine and Covenants, you'll remember that this was kind of this was the announcement of the martyrdom of Joseph Smith, the prophet. So, think first of all. No matter what the verses actually say, without even reading the verses, if I told you that an announcement about my leader 
his death is included in the holy scriptures of my church. What would that say about that leader? What would that say right there? Not even reading the verses. Well, God, this is scriptural. This is scripture. Okay, well, it's scripture. Section 135. So to seal the testimony of this book and the Book of Mormon, this book being the Doctrine and Covenants, we announce the martyrdom of Joseph Smith, the prophet, and Hiram Smith, the patriarch. So here he talks about how they were shot in Carthage jail, etc. This is the verse, okay, verse 3. Everybody needs to hold their ankles, knees, scrotums, whatever they're holding. <laughs> Check this out. Joseph Smith, the prophet and seer of the Lord, has done more, save Jesus only, for the salvation of men in this world than any other man that ever lived in it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There, there it is. Yeah, I, 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 I believe. There you go. Only Jesus did a little more than Joseph well, Smith. You know what? In Gethsemane, in in Gethsemane no, this is recorded, I think, factual, that Jesus bled a little bit more in Gethsemane than Joseph did at Carthage. So he got, oh, yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why he. Yeah, hey, God's firstborn, you know, you're going to get some preference. You know, he's going to make you bleed a little bit more than his other children. <laughs> doctrine they've said this over and over you took the book of mormon away if you took the restoration the joseph joseph smith everything basically joseph smith everything that he claimed he did then this church would be no more that statement right there should signify who mormons worship because that shouldn't be a thing if you're christian if you believe in christ there should be no other person that stands to get to heaven None. So what we're actually saying is, had Joseph Smith in 1805 never been born, we're all fucked. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Think that's about right. that. Think about that. Yeah, so no one else could replace him. No one else could restore what was needed. Right. And, you know, here's one thing I didn't know as a member. You have all these quotes. Uh, by Brigham Young and others, right, about Joseph Smith. And I had not heard this one. If I did, it was maybe I kind of forgot or something. But when you, if you were to ask a Mormon, this is what gets me. And it kind of goes to Mitch's point, right? Like the, the dual, and to your point earlier, Dave, the dual gaslighting, the dual right, brain fuck. Right. Uh, right. Go up to a believing, active, 150% Mormon, like we yeah, were. We used to be. Yeah. And today, and ask him right here in the episode, hey, Jimmy, um, let's just talk about the millennium for a second. Who's going to usher in and start right, the resurrection? Right. Well, supposedly the resurrection's already started. We won't get into that point, but whatever. Let's just say it, you know, the major part of it starts in the millennium, the kickoff. All these people. Are, who's going to usher in that kickoff and, and start that resurrection? It's going to be Jesus Christ. So here you go, quote from Brigham Young, which I must have forgotten all the detail of this. 
In the millennium, when the kingdom of God is established on the earth in power, glory, and perfection, and the reign of wickedness that has so long prevailed is subdued, the saints of God will have the privilege of building their temples and entering into them, becoming, as it were, pillars in the temples of God, and they will officiate for their dead. Then we will see our friends come up, and perhaps some that we have been acquainted with here. Now, here's the clincher. If we ask who will stand at the head of the resurrection in the last dispensation, the answer is Joseph Smith. Well, there it is. No, there it is. I, I, I can't think of a stronger statement. He's going to stand at the head of yeah, the resurrection. Right. What, how can Joseph you, Smith, right. the prophet of God, he is the man who will be resurrected and receive the keys of the resurrection. And he will seal this authority upon others, and they will hunt up their friends and resurrect them when they shall have been officiated for and bring them up. Blah, blah, blah. So Joseph Smith is going to, he's going to have the keys of the entire fucking resurrection. <laughs> now you tell me that's a normal prophet. And by the way, why, man, do, why do they have to thing. hunt up their friends? Why can't they just find them? Well, you know, technology <laughs> back then. And, and you and I were laughing There was no off. internet back then. Fuck. Sorry. We were yeah. laughing offline, Dave. You and I, we were talking, well, what if your friend was cremated and poured across the Atlantic? Right. right? We went I there. guess you're going to get some really fine mesh nets and then tickle <laughs> up your friend. I mean, come on. You Fucking know, hell. You know, it's like a salve on my soul that we can point these things out. It's There's a healing factor. And for all of you who are considering leaving Mormonism, or have left, there is healing beyond the facade of Mormonism. You're here. It's it's very true. Well said, Dave. What crawls under my skin is how much this piece compared Christ as the net, basically just almost just a hair under Christ, glorified. Probably a pubic hair. <laughs> Thanks, but, Frankie. Uh, it makes me so mad that the Mormon church glorifies this man, not only comparing him to Christ, but basically saying, hey, Christ was great, and he's the only way back to God. But just a, a little bit below him, if it weren't for Joseph, in this picture of this holy man, Joseph was nothing. There it is. It's a cult. <laughs> Whenever you take an average human, or maybe below average, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I got to end with this today. This little small quote by Neil A. Maxwell, who I used to almost worship as well. I loved Maxwell's stuff. <laughs> oh well, he's intelligent. He is intelligent. Yeah. You can't deny yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Yeah, and check this out. It's two things. The first thing he'll say is a complete understatement, and then he ends it with circular logic, which I think is just beautiful. So here we go. Imperfect people are, in fact, called by our perfect Lord to assist in his work. Okay, uh, obvious. Okay. That the Lord declared to certain associates of Joseph Smith that he knew that they had observed Joseph's minor imperfections. <laughs> they, first of all, minor imperfections, understatement of the year. Also a double entendre. Yes, yes that's right. Very well. Minor. Yeah. Imperfections. He had some minors that he was imperfecting. He was, he was a spelunker. 
We know that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and then here's the circular logic ending. Even so, the Lord then testified that the revelations given through the prophet were true! Exclamation point. And then it says, see Doctrine and Covenants 67, 5, and 9. <laughs> You're like... The Lord, that's so funny to me. <laughs> Hold on the a Lord second. testified of this man through this man. <laughs> right. The right. Lord told us all that Joseph Smith was a prophet and that he was holy and spiritual. Through Joseph Smith. Through himself. Through Joseph Smith. And, it's so, so fucking funny. That. It's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. I mean, logical fallacies on this logical fallacy website here. The example they give for circular reasoning is almost the same, right? The, the example they give here is this assertion, God exists. Why should I believe that? Because the Bible says God exists. Why should I believe anything the Bible says? Because the Bible is the inspired word of God. Yep. That's, that, <laughs> that just think a little bit about what's being proposed here. This damaging tea going on today, not only with Joseph Smith, because, yeah, we all know Mormons praise the hell, worship that man, but it also bleeds into every other prophet ever. Well, of course. Of home course. of the church. It's obvious. You take the prophet's word, what they say is God. It's a false idol. You're worshiping these men. Worshiping these men that are claiming that they have God. They're telling you God's word. And so you're fixated on these prophets for your salvation. Yep. You cannot be saved without the Mormon church, without the prophet, without the everything, without Joseph Smith. I can't be saved without David Koresh. Okay. I, I yeah. don't know what the hell is wrong with you guys. I can't be saved without, you know, Manson or whoever. <laughs> no, think about it. it, it it's yeah. so, the thing is, they become so prolific. And we've mentioned this several times, the most successful cult on the planet. That's right. And it is based right. in the worship of another mortal and how is it that you're not equal or even perhaps superior to that man? Hell yeah. to the man, to hell with the man. Ah, you did I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to read a little YouTube thing here that says, on this day, December 23rd, 2012 is when this lady posted this. I want to share my testimony that I know. <laughs> That Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. I know <laughs> he's a heavenly father and his son, Jesus Christ. And he only told people like 11 years after it happened in the sacred grove of New York. I know he restored the truth. And because all he went through now, we have all we need to return to our heavenly father. Boom. Was a prophet of the As he went out to the grove, he knelt down. Began to masturbate. He saw God, the eternal Father, and his son, Jesus Christ. And then he said to Christ himself, Fuck you, Jesus. I'm going to for your church. And that's when Christ knew his role was fulfilled. Faithful to the Oh my God. I can't play the whole thing. I'm yes. sorry. Joseph Smith is nothing compared to goodness, the light that we all seek for, that humanity seeks for. When anyone says, hey, 
read this book. Follow this guy. Yeah. Heads up, red flag. You're probably fucking the wrong tortoise. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That went south fast. (laughs) The fact that the LDS church tried to even compare Joseph Smith to anything remotely wholesome makes me want to hurl vomit. Vomit. Not only is this man compared to the level of Jesus and he'll he'll usher in the resurrection and he'll do all this stuff, right? If that man, if we had evidence that pretty much supported that he was a really good guy, then that would be you'd be like, oh, okay, I hate that they worship him, but you know, you, possible. At least he's a good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But possible. but we have opposite evidence, right? We have evidence that this man was a fraudster. A pedophile, Drunk. you know, on and on. A womanizer, you know. He, I mean, he. So that's even worse. So it's just an insult. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks. Praise to the man, huh? Praise to the man. praise to the man. Thanks, everybody. We'll chat with you later. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in.